0: Welcome to this latest episode of the Down the Pool podcast. Um, we are reviewing the Edmonton game from last Saturday, I think it is. And we're also just going to have a quick chat about um, the under 23s game and also just a little couple of words about uh, Matteo Restrepo and his uh, time at the club. But obviously, with me here again is the main man, uh, Gary Griffiths. Uh, how's it going, buddy?
1: Very good. Very good. Thank you for having me again.
0: So... Um, what did you think of the campaign I've started, uh, the get well soon, Gary campaign? <laughs> I think you're a twat firstly. Uh-uh. Uh
1: nice, no, very nice. I must admit, like when 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 I got tagged in that in that video last night of you getting Rampian Fernandez to wish me to wish me well and to get well soon. I felt like a kid from the Make a Wish Foundation. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, was expe- I was expecting John Cena to appear, like telling me that no, no, you are the real hero, yeah, for battling <laughs> well, COVID so valiantly.
0: Well, well, you are, and to be honest with you, I mean, like I know you've struggled with it. Like the <coughs> that high temperature and slight cough is uh, quite uh, irritating. <laughs> it's so, debilitating, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm glad that, that that's I'm not...
1: that's how I, that's how I would describe it. Actually, like I know i'm like i've I've had i'm up to date on my vaccines and stuff so obviously um i'm having a better experience than a lot of people but it is my experience of covid has been it's really fucking annoying and that's what it is it's not like for me at least anyway because of my age range and stuff like luckily not debilitating but just really annoying like an annoying little cough and annoying little aches and pain in the ass
0: listen to you whine about it is actually, fucking more annoying to be honest with you, so uh, yeah, so get, that, uh, does, that, does, that, does that mean like, the campaign's over? The yeah. thoughts and prayers no, campaign? it's not thoughts and prayers, <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, if you want to donate to the uh, the Gary uh, stop the, whining fund, yeah, the, <laughs> the Gary cough medicine account, uh, Bud <laughs> Baser, uh, please, uh, please help out where you can. So, yeah, so uh, obviously, we had talked uh, before the Edmonton game about this being uber, uber, uber important. And once again, we were disgracefully slow uh, out of the gate. Um, so what did you think of that first half performance? And where did it go wrong again? You know, it, it was,
1: uh, yeah. Just to touch on the first point about how we were saying that that game was a must-win a must game. Like, I actually think that was a must-win game. Like, we've said it quite a lot, but I think that was... The last must-win game, if that makes sense, yeah. and a lot of things have got a like a lot of luck has got to come our way for us to have another must-win game this season. Because if you look at the table now, there's 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 an upstairs and downstairs, isn't there? There's yeah. the top four as it is now, and there's the top and there's the bottom four that we're in, and that gap is looking what is it 10, nine, nine points or ten
0: points or something. Yeah, and it's... we've
1: played a game
0: more, and I think we've got a game in hand. Uh... On cavalry right now, so like right, the, I, they're like ten points ahead of us. So it could like, be
1: seven, but
0: yeah, and I think that like, like they're obviously on a bad run themselves right now. But um, yeah, like I, I definitely felt like as we kind of talked before, but every time we were playing these must win games and we weren't winning, it was kind of pushing more and more to the time when it was going to be it's too late. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just yeah. feel like that, the, like the like. Stephen Hart uh, afterwards had said that, you know, like we were moving the ball too slow, moving the ball too slow. This is like the third game out of four that he's he said that. Like he said it against Ottawa, he said it against uh, Valor, and now he said it against Edmonton. How, how much of that, like like he's the head coach. Like, and, and I'm not trying to like get into the whole Stephen Hart thing again, but he is the head coach. So, like, what's he doing to motivate these guys? Like, if if you keep having slow starts and you're not moving the ball quickly, like, what are you doing during the week to change that? You know, it's just it's just boggling. I must say
1: the training. I went to a training session before the season began and he was really big on it in that training session as well. He kept stopping the activities. So Gerardo would like set them up in with the activity and yep. then Hart would like step in and talk to them. And that's the thing he kept stepping in to talk to them about. And he was t- he was talking all about like their body shape as they receive the ball to allow the momentum of the ball to continue like speed of passing and stuff. And he kept getting annoyed about it, that what they weren't doing it. And there's been games this season where we've actually played it really quick and yeah. looked quite fast, but yeah, this run we're on at the moment where confidence is obviously really, really low. And like, what's the first thing that goes when you're not feeling confident as a football player, it's, it's your ability to play one touch because you don't yeah. trust yourself anymore. And it's just like, um, it's just a vicious cycle at the moment of, we kind of perform badly, which kills our confidence more, which then means we perform badly again. And we just seem to be in the washing machine a little bit and, we just need any, we need any sort of win now just to kind of stop the cycle and just start building some sort of momentum again. Like it's going to take a bit of a miracle for us to make the playoffs now, but it'd be nice if the second half of the season, we can just put some wins together and start to like, especially at home, like start to put some performances in at home because it's getting to the point now where like, I don't think any of the players would admit this, but i you think, do you think all of them are really looking forward to Monday and playing at home again? Because they've had so many bad experiences at home lately. That's That does play on your mind. So you just need it to be a positive place again where positive things happen. And um, yeah, hopefully something can change on Monday to help with that. Because Saturday was not, it was really not great again. Um, I've got a few ideas why. My, my main thing is, and this will kind of fold into what we talk about when we hopefully move on to talking about Fumpam Wandwe. And it's this idea that our attackers all kind of do the same thing. And they all they all want to take the ball in certain areas and, and do similar things with it. So they're all kind of players who like the pass to their feet. And they like to, like, feel the ball a lot, don't they? Like, take a few touches, yeah. like, look up, see what's on, maybe jink past a player, like, try and look for a little one-two. And they're all trying to do that. And it's just a lot of the same. Like I feel like I feel like an attack that works, you need right, say, say in an attacking phase, you've got five players attacking, you've got the three forwards, you've got probably the right back Fernandez, and you've got one or one of the eight joining as well. So say you've got five attackers in attacking phases. We ha- like if you look at profile of player, we have five kind of creators, don't we? Like Daniels is a creator, Marshall is a creator. So we have five creators arguably salt was the only kind of finisher out of those five yeah and we need way more of a balance you need at least two finishers and three creators you can't just have th- five creators or four creators because what it's really obvious what you're going to do they they're all looking to make the final pass not score so like in the first half especially it was that was so evident it was just – and they were they, they were all dropping really deep because they wanted to get the ball. So when they did that, it allowed Edmonton to squeeze us even more so there was just no space in the middle of the park. Um, And, yeah, like Thumper coming on was just such a breath of fresh air. But I'm sure we'll get to
0: that. I think one of the things that we can – I feel is that, like, we're pre- predictable will be a word I would describe us as now. Mm. Like, it's just – you know, we, we kind of talked about us having the system and we're kind of set up, whatever. But, like, because we're just constantly – Doing the same things, it's like it's, it's easier for rival coaches to kind of um, to 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 play against us. And they, like I feel like he just he probably just watched the Forge games. That's pretty much how they played. They just got in their faces, and we kind of had the ball a little bit at the back. But as soon as we got anywhere near like the like their box again, it was just was dire I think we had one chance that I can probably think of like the Marshall chance like like Mm. you had it was a half chance it wasn't even anything major at that I think it was a cross as well to be honest and yeah and I feel like like just with the people around me like like the patio like where I stand it's kind of a weird spot because you've got uh, like a a group of people who will stand at the horde and to watch the game who are into watching the actual game and then you've got people kind of floating around in the back who are just like there for the day and you know i don't respect everybody like everybody pays their ticket you can do whatever you want to but it was like that kind of after 10 minutes you could you could sense that people were like here we go again and it was that kind of like oh fuck like we're in for one of those afternoons and it's like that's it's becoming more and more and the normal for us that like that we're going to have one of those afternoons and like i mean like Ebbington, are great like they have a couple of decent players like uh, like, like, we've talked about like what before, and um, uh, Timoteo, like, I mean, like, who's, he was he's probably like is probably something that we need ourselves, and we've kind of given him away. Like, and I thought he was excellent, but um, that, that's kind of going to lead me into what their, our next point was just the penalty. So, quite a few people thought that the penalty that Gander gave away, like, wasn't actually a penalty, and like, he didn't touch him or whatever that, but watching it back. He's done that thing where you kind of come across somebody as a running and he kind of clipped their back leg and then it kind of clicks their front. So I think it was a penalty. What did what was your view of it?
1: Yeah, it was a penalty. Like I like I think sounds like two contradictory points, but I think at the same time, so I think Gander did not foul him, but I also think it's a penalty. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, no, it totally he, makes sense. Like he didn't try <laughs> to foul him, he just was, happened to
0: it was the way he kind of moved his body across because like and like in, in fairness he just given the ball away. So, like, I mean, it, mm. it was his fault in that, like, he gave the ball away in a very dangerous area. So I think that he was just trying to come around to, like, to block off the cross. And when he did that, he just, like, kind of clipped it. And it wasn't, as you said, like, it wasn't an intentional foul, but it was a foul nonetheless. And I, I must say, uh, the penalty itself was so well taken. Like, uh, we, we, he was getting, like, mm. a, a lot of shit from the people behind the goal there, like, kind of trying to put him off and <laughs> he fucking showed us up, to be honest. So, yeah. yeah. Um, he's,
1: a, he's, a, he's a good player, isn't he? Is it what Chess Wachevsky Yeah, I, I think
0: that's how you say it. But, like, uh, he, he's really I think... good, I think, for a big lad. Like, I mean, he's really good with his feet, and like, say, <laughs> like, Oh, yes, I'll I have had that to, yeah, <laughs> I but he, he really is, though. Man. He, like, he, like him, yeah. like, hey, and um, that's one thing I like I'd say about Ongaro as well, because all you're expecting to be is just like a target man, and like, they're actually like he actually creates quite a lot of chances for him because he likes to play center forward but he also likes to drop back and get the ball and kind of create stuff too so I like he, he's basically the type of player that York need right now and like he's in a different city you... oh yeah
1: yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, so
0: he, he belongs to York yeah yeah so, so yeah uh... so he was one that kind of there was like a a flurry of uh loans that went out. like a man Shamit show went to Forge and stuff like that and I, I think Gonzalez is actually a York player too but then I mean, they mm. loaned them back but um. Yeah, that, that was an odd one. Like, I think he's probably like one of the, the better forwards in the league, to be perfectly honest. But, and he was giving us a lot of trouble. But it was just the same again. I mean, like, we didn't, we we just didn't really do anything. I can't like I can't really think of any kind of clear cut chance we had in that first half. And I I did want to ask your your opinion. Like, so you know, we haven't we actually talked about like where's Mo Omar and like like the the sun coming over the horizon. He he appeared. Uh, magically on the, in the Wanderers uh, team sheet, and then played forty five minutes. But I, do you think it was fair? Like, I mean, he hasn't played in a long time, and he was like, we're sticking him on for forty five minutes, and then he gets hooked. I don't think he was that bad to to warrant him being hooked at halftime. What, what did you think of his performance?
1: That's one of those things. Like, I, I'd like to know more about the situation because. We don't know if he was hooked because it was a bad performance or he was hooked because Stephen Hart and the coaching team were like, You haven't played for a while. I reckon you've got about 45 minutes in your legs. Just get to half time and then we'll replace yep. you. It could have been that as well. Like, without knowing that context, it's difficult to like, go into footed on either side. Um, performance wise, it was, it was a bit of a mixed bag. Like, he had a few nice touches, but I just thought, like from a speed of thought, perspective like he seemed way off it yeah which is understandable because he hasn't played a lot of football this year um he's still acclimatizing to a professional game so that's completely understandable but you just like I watched as much of him as I could in from his NCAA career when he signed and he had all the time in the world on the ball at that level um and there was a difference from like where he was playing as well. He was play- he was basically doing for his college team what Rampy does for us, um, like playing as a lone six. So his role as a as an eight for us was a lot different, um, and I think kind of he suffered a bit because we're used to seeing Jeremy there, who's all action, technically one of the best players in the league. Like physically, he can put himself about, very robust, who demands a lot of the ball and gets a lot of the ball. So when you have a massive personality like Jeremy removed from that part of the pitch and you plug in this guy who's up to now played about a hundred minutes of professional football in his life, who's physically not too robust, who's coming back from injuries, like you really, you, you really notice what you're missing. And I think that kind of probably unfairly highlighted some of Omar's flaws on, on Saturday. Um, I, I just think, I think as a player, he likes to have the game in front of him. Like he likes to kind of pick the ball up and have a picture, look up and have a picture, have a few different passes, like, and control the pace of the game that way. And I think when you stick him as an eight, you're normally receiving the ball with your back to the touchline. You kind of, you're playing in really, really small spaces, which I'm not sure he's, again, speed of thought. I don't think that's quick enough yet to really, to really thrive in that sort of role. So yeah, it wasn't a great day for him, but I, at the same time, like it wasn't terrible. Like there were some nice things he did, and hopefully that's forty-five minutes of football in his legs. He'll have forty-five minutes of tape to learn from, and he can kick on from there. But I think I think we talked about this last week. I think we have to accept this is a development season for him now, yeah. and and a development season means there's you have you have some off days as well.
0: Yeah, I, 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 <coughs> I tend to agree. So I think he did have some moments that you can kind of see there's something there like you know he 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 is a bit of a player but like you know when you when you're coming in cold after two months or with that to like an environment that you're not really used to it's obviously gonna um affect you and it it could be an injury yeah I just I just kind of felt for him that you know like it's it's, I think it's the second game he's played where he got hooked at halftime and I just it's I just feel like it's Probably going to kick in his confidence. I, I like to me like you know if you're if you're unsure of his fitness and you're going back, like put him on like for ten minutes towards the end or so. You know what I mean? Like change the force Like don't just stick him on for forty five minutes and hope something happens. You know what I mean? I just that's just me anyway. But what, what do I know? So um <clears throat> came into the second half. Then uh, we we brought Ryan Robinson on for for Omar. Kind of still the same. Kind of just plugging along. We were kind of we we had a couple of like moments and then they had some good chances too. And then the man, the moment arrived. And uh, what difference do you think that he made to us when he came on?
1: Massive, massive difference. I mean, just, to, just a quick word on Robinson first. Like I thought, I thought he kind of got the ball rolling when he came <laughs> on. Like I thought, I thought Robinson was really, really positive when he came on. Like he, he seemed very brave. He wanted to, he wanted to get the ball a lot. Um, he was starting to stretch their defenders as well. So he he made like a an initial difference, but but yeah, when Thumper come on, it was just it was like well, football's a simple game, I think. Like we we're we're, we're 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 armchair football fans, aren't we? Yeah. We've yeah. been able to see, and we've talked about this at length for at least a month now, that we need someone fast who can run in behind. Like it's it's been that obvious, even we've seen it. So I'm sure the club have as well and they've addressed that by bringing thumper in and just instantly like you just felt like a famished man in the desert who'd been handed a glass of water like it was like oh <laughs> shit like this is this is exactly what, what we need like it's so obvious once once you see it with your own eyes it's so obvious that that's what we've been missing like so as soon as he comes on like the chance he has initially like the quick feet in the area considering he's come on cold like he's probably not warmed up like the quickness the quickness of his feet to like kind of create that half chance was was really really good and then like the some of the runs he was making over the top like he, he almost looked like he almost looked like a, like an nfl wide receiver like you know the routes that they run yeah like you see him like starting from the left running diagonally inwards and then quick... Like, sometimes he was running diagonally inwards all the way over to the right side to then make his forward run. It was, like, some really interesting weird runs he was making and the Edmonton defenders just shit themselves. Yeah. Like you, you you literally see them, like, after five minutes of them dealing with him, looking at each other and going, OK, we need, to, we need to, like, stand five yards back now. Like, we need to, like... We've squeezed Wanderers right up. We need to retreat by five yards because suddenly they've got someone who all of that green space behind us, he is absolutely going to exploit that green space and they just shit themselves. And it changed the game because as soon as they then step five yards back, you've got our creative players like Daniel's suddenly have all of this space between the lines that they can operate in and do what they're supposed to do in. So it's not only fun like benefiting the team from a, from an individual perspective, it's, it's enabling the creative players around him to like exploit the spaces that he leaves. So I was just so excited. Like, Well, I was like, up until he came on, I was I was actually thinking about this podcast, thinking, "Fucking hell, this is going to be just so miserable because we've been dire, like we've been really, really bad." And then he came on and just like clouds the clouds part, blue skies there, and you are like, "Yeah, exactly." Like, oh, we might we we actually look like a team again. We we look like something beyond this kind of like boring, sludgy, congested mess. And we actually look like a team again who have multiple threats. And suddenly, suddenly these attackers who were like all going, oh, he's been shit for weeks. Suddenly they look like players again because they've actually got the spaces to operate in. So yeah, that was an incredibly positive debut. I thought.
0: Yeah. I I loved every second of it. As you said, like from the get go, it just lifted everybody. Cause we're like we were all expecting them to do something, you know what I mean? But then when we, he did like the little jinky thing in the box there, like it was just, phenomenal like like it, it, like it didn't matter he didn't score it was like just the fact that he was able to do that it just kind of everybody was just like finally we've got something that we can kind of like latch our hopes onto and i know it's an awful lot we talked about this like the pressure of it all but i mean like he just seems to not give a fuck and he's you know he's <clears> all for it but it's like it was literally that you're right though because as soon as he got the ball like his pace was terrifying and like the penalty was like a classic example of that like they just panicked and they just didn't know what to do with them because it's like suddenly they've gone from having an easy day at the office of just like sitting just standing there and the wanderers just standing in front of them like to suddenly having somebody who's actually gonna like like move them around and actually make them think about what they're what they're trying to do and um yeah i just i just kind of wish that like w- once we got the goal we, we did we didn't seem to build on it though you, you know what i mean like and i'm not trying to be like a negative nelly because it, w- it was fantastic like what he did, but you know, we didn't really create like we didn't seem to take that advantage and run with it. And then, like, we the, the, I think we only had one more chance after where Shala like kind of had the, the, the header like towards the end when Stephen Hart did his usual hope and pray and put Peter up there as our striker. But it, it, it was just when we were walking away like front from the game, um, it, it was kind of nice to have something positive to talk about. And the but his name was buzzing everywhere, mm. and the fact he won the man the match and was named in the team of the week on a 20 minute display kind of says it all, I, I guess
1: about I the think, wonders. <laughs> I think that him getting in the team of the week was probably them, the league office overstating it a bit, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was really good. And we, we, like, we needed something positive. Like, I I just this podcast right now, if we'd have lost that game 1-0 and he wasn't at the club, I can't imagine the the level of visual that would be here right now. I mean, there's enough there's enough kind of simmering bad feeling around the club. And I I do think it is only simmering, like I think people who are very negative obviously tend to be quite vocal as well, like not just in football, like in all walks of life. life, Like so you do you do see more of that than positivity but it's it's there you're like you can't ignore it like that is a reality of supporting this team at the moment is there's a lot of talk negative talk around the club and if we'd have lost that game and if we didn't have that kind of bright star to hang stuff on in Fumper, there would there would be some really angry discourse right now so so i think a lot of the people at the club are probably very thankful to him right now
0: yeah i mean like the, like i i I've noticed, like we have talked about, like that feeling that's that's been going around. That like there's so much stuff that was kind of stated in the off season that's been kind of like, and now like when the club said they're they're going to announce something or they're going to do something, it's immediately jumped on when that doesn't happen. Like this week, we're supposed to have a replacement for Matteo Restrepo, and you know, like I talked to Derek. No, wait, wait. I, yeah, like it's in the um, if you read the press release, it says that next week hmm. they're going to announce a, a Canadian defender to replace them. Um, oh i missed all that yeah so everybody was like kind of Wanderers wednesday blah, blah 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 so i i I bumped into derek last night i just kind of mentioned to him and he's just like you know like paperwork and all that kind of stuff it's kind of just being delayed so you know <clears throat> it, it's that thing where the, the club say that this is going to happen and people are expecting stuff and then it doesn't happen it's just like oh fuck say you, you know that's kind of where we're at right now and
1: I, I, it's, I, it's kind of it's one of those things if, if stuff was going well on the pitch I don't think people would people care about give, that stuff
0: they, that's the thing that's what I mean like it's just that was that thing that when because things aren't sitting right like people are just like picking on every little thing to like be, be pissed off and you know th- the players must be feeling it like I mean like, and I think that's a, it probably what's affecting like what's you know like they're expecting we're expecting them to lose I feel almost now when they're playing and that, that just rubs on like, you know you come on and yeah. just, like um, just just as I said, after that first ten minutes, like the people around me were just like, "Oh fuck, here we go again." You know what I mean? So I think yeah. having fun, but just kind of changed that all around, I and mean, like there's a more of a positive feeling going into Monday now. So which is kind of nice. I actually, I actually feel quite strongly <clears throat> about that, like fans' responsibilities.
1: Like I, I know we're paying customers and stuff, but I think like by being a paying customer, you kind of sign an unofficial clause saying. I am there as a supporter to try and like encourage the team. Like I don't think booing has ever helped a team play better. Like, if like when, when I watch Arsenal, when Arsenal get booed off at halftime, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like how you think, you think you doing that is going to make the team go into the change room and go, Oh, we should really start trying harder. This is like, like, they know the players know when they're having a bad day, like booing doesn't help. And, and, I like I'm guilty of it like fucking all game on Saturday I was just muttering to Shep like oh we're so fucking shit like this has been dreadful I I was doing it but I don't think I'd ever like overtly make a show of it yeah like
0: like, I think too also though like we've tended not to lay the blame at the players maybe like one or two who we expected to be a little bit kind of better and like to maybe it it appeared that they weren't making an effort Uh, but we've kind of it's been more towards like management and stuff like that because at the end of the day this it's their job to pick the players it's their job to bring the players in and it's their job to to get them out there to, to win games and obviously that hasn't been happening. So yeah anyway so the, obviously this was uh Mateo Restrepo's last game it was kind of he announced on the Thursday that um he was hanging up the boots to become a doctor and all that kind of stuff. So what did you think of the reception that he got the little um presentation that they had and did they see any of the stuff afterwards that, uh, that that took place
1: um presentation i think the club are really good at that sort of thing uh, i remember when Charlotte went back to school as well they did a little thing for him like yeah. that and i think i i think they're quite i mean we for as much as we criticize the club for on the pitch stuff like i don't think anyone has ever criticized their off the pitch way of going about their business they're excellent at that sort of thing and they're excellent at creating the brand and all of that so yeah that was all to be expected like always been good at that side of it um i didn't what happened afterwards i didn't i was kind of nice to be honest
0: yeah so like um the he came down to the corner where the the kitchen is and you know that viking drum thing that they do like oh yeah um, like i think they they do after (laughs) the um, Canada games and all that kind of stuff. So they brought one of the drums down from 108, and he did the whole getting the. That he's got no rhythm, God bless him. But he tried. It was kind of, isn't like, <laughs> so, it? You, I put no, my money on him being I, a I good know, dancer. That, that, that's what I was thinking, It was just like the hair, you know, the, the, way he plays <laughs> the pitch. But yeah, it it was kind of like it was, he was he was definitely offbeat, but everybody kind of just joined in, and then he came in where the fans are like behind, and he was like signing stuff and all that kind of stuff and then they had like a big um somebody had done a, a banner saying like a uh, paging Dr. Handsome or something <laughs> like that it was just it was just really really nice and I felt like you know like all, we've been like through so much with the, with, the, with the team this year it was still nice that the fans like kind of hung around and and, and kind of gave him that kind of send off because he has been a really good servant for the club and I think he's been a, a very positive uh uh, light at the club, and uh, like I think he's definitely going to be missed.
1: Yeah, like seems sounds like everyone I've ever spoke to at the club like talks really highly of him and says what a lovely guy he is. So yeah, definitely. And like with Morelli being out for the season and him leaving, like the handsomeness level of the club has taken a <laughs> massive, <laughs> massive hit, hasn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, like that, what a uh, hole that's left.
0: Yeah. Like like because, M- Mingers it's... FC. No, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, but it it was it was kind of was a, a really lovely send off, and then the, the Wanderers actually released a, a cool little video today. I Don't know if you caught it on Twitter there, where they um kind of shown like obviously he was captain, which I thought was a great touch by Stephen Hart, and uh, he he gave like a captain speech, and they have to like. Uh, bleep out like some of the words he was saying. Yeah, it's like, so- the fucking fans is there. <laughs> I, 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 I love that stuff. That's, that's like just gets my adrenaline going. Like any,
1: any given Sunday, yeah. remember, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. sort of speech. Yeah. Uh, Did you see um the the latest clip from the Arsenal All or Nothing they just released the other day of Arteta giving a speech like that?
0: Oh, uh, was he? Was, was that when he had written the words on the board or something? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had to turn it off. I was just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, wait, who, do does that? Who fucking writes on the board and so? Like, you know, like get off the stage here, like Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, I.
1: Oh, mate, it was beautiful to move moving.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you cried. Well, yeah. So, so I, I just like, I just wanted to make sure that we gave her a little tribute to uh mm. to Mateo because you know it's a huge opportunity for him. He's a he's way to to medical school and all that stuff. But he is an incredible. An incredible person and a great ambassador for the club, and I really hope that we get to see him back uh, watching a game or two. And um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it's a loss, but you know, for, good luck to him as well. I say,
1: yeah, massively. Like that is an incredible career and a noble pursuit. So I'm sure he's he'll smash it. Like you can just tell when you when you listen to him talk, he's a really he's got his shit together. Like he'll, he'll I, be brilliant.
0: I, I, I can honestly say that, like, since I moved to Canada, I've moved away from that Irish pettiness because if that was back home. Like. Hope he fucking fails a medical skill. Oh, my, play next season. I know, season. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> who the fuck does he think he is? I think he's Mister Big Shot Doctor, Big Headed his
1: <laughs> <laughs> little shitty doctor mate. I know. Honestly, that's, that's such an instinct for me as well. Oh, God, like a... celebrate celebrating people's successes yeah. is a completely new thing it's for like, me. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's, it's very strange. Like I've had like. Like 40 years of people, Bad Mountain Bono, even though he's the biggest thing to ever come out of Ireland, it's like, he's like, oh, fuck, what a wanker. Yeah. So, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, you've so been here, you've been here 10 years, yeah, <clears throat> yeah 10 or 11, 11. It is. Okay,
1: yeah, so I'm, I'm like half that. So, I'm only halfway down that road of being an incredibly nice person. You're
0: almost fully there now. Yeah, you? but I, yeah, but I was like, I was probably like twice as bad of a person as you, so I'm probably at the same level. So, you know, I was, was tank. I'm a cantankerous so old fuck. So, yeah, so um, So so moving away from, from that game. Obviously, we've got York on Monday, and here's hoping that we show up for this one. And there's uh, a lot of people were thinking this is going to be a dreary nil-nil and all that kind of stuff. And I just think having that little injection of a new player and somebody who's willing to... To, to kind of push the opposition, it, it mightn't be that way. So I'm really hoping because I don't. I just can't sit through another fucking boring Halifax York game. They've been they've been awful. That like this, both teams has been fucking dreadful. So, I'm just, which just is hoping. strange because the last season we had
1: a three three, a three two against them. But yeah, this year it's been it's it's been fucking fire.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so um, last night obviously was the uh the under twenty three game. Um, they got there twenty minutes late and they're already one 0 down and. I was talking to the peeps that were there and they were kind of saying that like, you know, like this other team are all over us. But to be honest, to me, like, like that was to be expected. You know, like they're, mm. they're playing, they're playing a team that's played together all season. You know what I mean? Like and they're like they're a semi-pro team. It's not like it was just a bunch of lads they picked up from the pub and asked them to give them a game. Mm. So I, I thought that was to be expected. And <clears throat> it really showed how well organized they were. And they were like putting us to the cost. Like, I mean, like it was 3-0 at halftime. Deservedly so we we were not very good but then whatever Mizut said to them at halftime definitely worked in the second half was like probably the most fun I've had at the Wanderers game really (laughs) yeah it it was it was great like 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 there's there's probably about 15 to 20 was behind the goal and like when the first goal went in we were kind of like like cheering and all that kind of stuff and then the second one went in they thought like there was gonna be a comeback on here uh, it really got us all going, and we were all we were all for it. it was a uh, there was a there was a twenty minute spell, twenty five minute spell when it was all the wanderers, all the wanderers, and then they kind of just shut up shop and changed things around a little bit, and they kind of contained us then. But it, it was it was just one of those kind of things, like you know, like when your team is behind and then like they, they there's that mm. crest, you know, that, that it's kind of unstoppable sometimes. It just, yeah. it just had that vibe about, it and it, I think everybody's just relieved that after the first half that was a Wanderers team that was actually showing up and uh, trying to score goals and create stuff. So yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. I really enjoyed that. And I'd recommend anybody if you get a chance to, I, I know that's <coughs> close to the Monday game and going to Wanderers game is not cheap. So, um, but if you get the chance to, to go along, I would definitely recommend it but it was good fun.
1: Nice. one. yeah, I bet it's fun without all the baggage. Like, you know, you've not got any of the emotional baggage. You've not got any of like, that this play has been shit for the past five games and, I don't like the coach or whatever like you can just enjoy it as it is and
0: and it was definitely it was definitely that kind of vibe where like everybody was just relaxed we were all like just... and like up in the the stands like it looked like everybody was like enjoying the game and everybody like like honestly the second half everybody really got into it because it was like oh here we go this is actually like turning to because I think half <laughs> half time everybody had a feeling that we we're going to get like annihilated in the second and it's going to mm. end up like being a 7 or 8 niller but like the the, played to the lads that came back into it. Ryan Robinson was probably one of the standout players on the pitch I thought he was excellent Um, he played the full 90 and he re, he put everything out there because like we um he came over at the end of the game and was like kind of signing some flags and all that kind of jazz and he signed somebody's jersey and all that kind of stuff and he, he looked he, he looked as the tank was empty he looked fucked <laughs> <laughs> I, and you want to see that though like I want to see him like trying his best and he was like I was really trying like he was talking to us and he was like, I was really trying because I wanted to get the minutes into my legs because I've only been playing like patchy little bits. Uh, I think yeah. Tabby played the full game or most of it. I, th- I thought he was solid, if not spectacular, but I think that's exactly what he needed. You know, just, just minutes and not making mistakes and just getting on with the game. And uh, yeah, I thought... Um, the, the, I thought Luke Green was uh, was really good, too. So, like, a lot of the former Wonders that I played, you could tell they played at a higher level because they kind of mm. shone a little bit, you know? So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good game.
1: With, like, Robinson, I think that probably shows where he's at in his development, where he would probably be of one of the best league on Ontario or the Quebec League, One of the, one of the best players in that league. Um, and that's probably where he is. He, he's he's kind of there, which means he's not an automatic starter yet. But he's still young enough, where the ceiling's high enough for him to take a few steps up. Um, I'd be interested in seeing who was got on the other team as well, because like I think I think we have our eye on at least two players from. The teams we're playing against, and I think if the club were being completely honest, like this is also part scouting mission oh, for yeah.
0: those teams yeah,
1: as well. Like, I would be shocked if we don't have one of one player from each of these teams in our so roster I, next season. I
0: actually made a note. Oh,
1: scout! One, one actual note. You make you make a good scout, actually. I can imagine you like on a, a, com- a conference game in a big coat, just like. Take, taken <laughs> in the game and big, <laughs> like big, an old big, like an old school knight is scout.
0: yeah a big uh big grain taylor head on me uh so yeah um <laughs> there's there a guy that played for the other team uh amla, he scored two of the goals for, for them how do you spell and, his name uh amla so apparently okay. he's been he's had a couple of uh sessions with the wanderers like he's, he's done a couple of train sessions and he was also a very like um he, he was definitely a standout. Like he was, he was excellent. Like the, the, he took the two goals really well and he caused problems for the Wanderers' defense. Like, especially in that first half, he was, mm. he was a striker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a big, oh, okay. he's, he's, he's a, he's a tall guy as well, but he's got, uh, he's got good feet. And his finishing was excellent. And his, uh, like his awareness around them was really good too. So yeah, like I yeah, actually yeah. Enjoyed, enjoyed watching him. Like, and um, what sort I,
1: of profile was he like back to goal sort of player or running onto balls,
0: he, bit of both. He, he's a bit of both, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, 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 like he, I definitely think he could offer us something different, but it's like this is a problem. It's like, and I think this is where it's always going to be an issue for the Wanderers because they're plucking so many players from the PLSQ and hoping that they come good. Is that you don't know the standard, like you don't know, like I mean, like, they're playing against another, he's playing against under 20 trees here, right? Who are mm. below the, his level, you know what I mean? So it's kind of very hard, like, so he might look good in that game. But I'd be interested to see what he'd be like up at a... As I said, he had a couple of training sessions up at the Wanderers. Uh, it'd be kind of interesting to see how he makes out, like, in that environment, you know what I mean? So it's...
1: Yeah, it's like, almost like the, their minimum requirement needs to be they play very well in that game, because yeah. they that should be their average level would be very good compared to the, the
0: under-23s they're playing against, so... <laughs> yeah, excuse me. And that, that's it. Like, I mean, like, you know, like, like, being honest with you, like, I was having, like, such a... a a good time like I yeah, said so, like we're just shooting the shit and we were kind of like uh the first half we were chirping their goalkeeper and then like <laughs> anytime they made like a, a play because like you can hear everything right because it's uh yeah, it yeah, so yeah. empty it was kind of it, it was a lot of fun and uh, when they got corner like people like were chirping them and uh like they were you could see them like laughing on the posts and stuff like that so it was good fun I, man. I, I, I used to
1: time. um when, when I was um early teens I used to have a season ticket behind the goal at Russian and Diamonds which is my my local club and like you'd have like you'd have the normal people chirping the goalie like oh shit and like yelling stuff but I always (coughs) excuse me I always remember there was this one guy he had like a really like deep somber voice and he would just if the play was at the other end of the pitch and the goalkeeper because like the pitch was like right on top of the goals and he would just like in his deep voice just tell the goalkeeper like I bet all your friends and family are watching this as well wouldn't it be really embarrassing? Like really, really embarrassing in front of your your mum, your mum who has invested all of time in raising you and making <laughs> and paying money for you to get to training. If you let a goal go between your legs, like, and he just like all game, just softly speak to the goalkeeper, telling him all of this like really like deep psychological stuff, like (laughs) how. And he he was
0: he was a really intense guy as well, and I was just like fucking. (laughs) Probably goalkeepers in fucking therapy now because of that. (laughs) Jeez,
1: honestly, like his voice haunts (laughs) their dreams. Yeah, I wonder what became of him.
0: Well, he's probably still <laughs> probably. at the games, making people feel really bad at themselves, <laughs> but like, um, like, so do you have tickets for the game like next? Yeah, Wednesday? you do, yeah, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I can't wait. You're gonna be out of
1: porn, <coughs> I'll be in my not, I'll be, in- yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'm hoping I can go to the game on Monday. I don't really know what the rules are. Like, I tested positive last this Monday, so and I'm feeling much better today, so. That'll be seven yeah. seven
0: days time. Yeah. Can, I, can I go on Monday? Someone replying in
1: the comments. Yes, <laughs> like this, if uh, I I'm
0: sure there's somebody who will he'll know if, uh, if it was a yay or nay for you on Monday. Um, yeah, but, but but yeah, like uh, at least I guess you'll be able to watch the game at home. But uh yeah, man, I I'm I'm probably not gonna make the one next Wednesday. Like I like I wasn't gonna go to this game and then I was like well seeing so like you pulled a sickie i suppose i should and <laughs> show up for the podcast so uh but yeah like it's too close. you are represented yeah uh, and i probably did a horrible job of doing it but um on the monday and then the wednesday it's just too close together it. mm. like, the, the, like uh, it's gonna be difficult for me to do for the monday so so yeah man so uh-huh. um yeah uh there, there's a couple of good standout players uh like i think the. They enjoyed it, which is the main thing. Like, like I saw Luke Green like post on today saying how important it is for this thing to work and and, and stuff of like that. So you know, it's it's a game for these guys that they wouldn't have had a chance to play before. So like, I'm really happy that they got out there and at least enjoyed it. We got some good minutes for our, <coughs> our players um, for, for for Monday and, and stuff for like that. So yeah, um, I'm actually optimistic for Monday, and I think we're gonna win. Um, oh. Nice. Yeah, I actually want... What, you what know, do you think I, I going to be? I, I can see it's like... <coughs> I, I can see being a 2-0. Uh, I just... Mm. I, I think that like York has been so piss poor worse than us in front of goal right now and then um, I don't think they've addressed much of that and uh, I just think having that little boost of this new player like to kind of drag this kick and scream and um, I, at this stage like you know like I, I saw somebody like had posted about um the playoffs are kind of like a pipe dream at this stage like you know like we kind of know like that it's going to be difficult for us to get there and if we can kind of just get like a couple of like little games like a run as you said just kind of boost morale maybe get a couple of the young guys like a chance out there like Robinson give him like some more game time and uh like we might see Tabby I guess because like Gander's kind of being hot and cold and I don't think that's true any fault was on your young guy coming into a team that's like um, bereft of uh of confidence so like it's a difficult situation for everybody but um yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to it and we need to bring back our uh man of the match so who was your man of the match for the uh everything game
1: oh man um I'm, I'm trying to think of anyone other than thumper
0: but
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit too obvious to say him um yeah it's got it's got to be hasn't it like no one else really <laughs> did, did much at all so can you think of anyone different
0: no like like I, I I actually thought like I thought Restrepo had a pretty decent game um like he, he played really well and I kind of just to be just to have that circle of the story to say like him but uh like no that's a good point actually yeah because it, Fernandez was very emotional yeah and F- Fernandez was uh was was his usual self I thought you know it's uh it's just I think it's just difficult for him because teams know he's the outlet right and it's Mm -hmm. uh, they're kind of like doubling up on him, and they just know that the ball's going his way and and I just feel that when he gets into he's getting into some really good positions but we just don't our strikers and because we don't really have an out-and-out striker I guess that we're not there's nobody there for some of the crosses that he's able to get in and it's kind of difficult but I'm actually going to get to Restrepo I just I thought he had a very solid game and um it must have been very difficult for him like with all those emotions going through his head like I on the video I think there's like a little second or two when he just had like a couple of, like a minute to himself just to kind of like soak it all in and uh mm-hmm. yeah man as I say like we're definitely going to miss him I, I think he's a he's a really good person and he's a he's a very good footballer and uh yeah very handsome as well yeah he's way too handsome
1: I wouldn't want to be in a picture next to him to be honest I know you did I, but
0: I, I, yeah, I I like you know, so I just looked at myself and I swent like, what's my wife thinking? Was like you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, she's she definitely settled. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, it's been great. Like I, I I know that you're sick, so I appreciate you hanging out and, and chatting and stuff of like that. And uh like don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget what? But your your fundraiser, you're supposed to say a little bit there, help me get some cough medicine. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, help
1: um help me. <laughs> help me get the cough medicine i so desperately need to recover from this horrific bout of covid all oh, funds man. all funds
0: are going to run any pockets yes how, how dare you that money was just resting in my account all right man it's been it's been a blast uh hopefully i get to see you monday and uh we'll get to see uh a wanderers win so yeah Gary take care man cheers mate bye Everybody.
1: Get out! Out